Hello and welcome to Talking Tent, a show about movies, TV, and all the content we can possibly consume. I'm Zach. And I'm Irma. Today we are talking all the television and movies we are excited to watch coming out in August. But we're going to start how we always do with a little marital bliss. What did we do this weekend? Oh boy, this was a big week. week for me, I would say. First of all, it's the start of the month of Irma. Month of Irma! <laughs> Not that that means anything. What are we um, going to do to celebrate? What ridiculous video challenge are you going to set for yourself? Nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. I'm going to chill. <laughs> but um, I saw Beyonce on Saturday, which was unbelievable. Amazing. I had never seen her before. And I had a very good friend get me a ticket. I can't even like express my gratitude. What a mensch. I know. She was amazing. She's amazing. Um. And yeah, we had a really great time with a really great group of girls that are people, I should say, that she put together. And yeah, it was amazing. Blew my mind. Blew my freaking mind. Beyonce's like not real, I don't think. I think she's just like a robot sent here. <laughs> Maybe she is. What if she's an alien? I know. She's just too perfect. Too what cool. was the highlight? Hit me with some highlights. I don't even know. It was all like such a blur. It really just like... All the dancing. I just like, I couldn't sit still. It was just amazing. Booty shaking. A lot of booty shaking. Booby shaking. A lot of booby shaking. Yeah, so many cool outfits. I don't know. She looked amazing. And she's just so gracious. Like She thanked you? <laughs> yes, she did. She, she said, did. did she mention the home the home of her husband? Any, any Jay-Z shout outs no. at all for being in well, New York? Well, she just said, hey, Miss Carter. Mm. Yeah, that's Tech, her. Maybe it's because you were actually in New Jersey. Yeah, well, she did say, hey, New Jersey, a couple times. And I was kind of annoyed by that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of like understood, even to the detriment of people from New Jersey, like yourself, that when you're playing at least MetLife, you just say New York. <laughs> yeah, you say New York. Most people, yeah. I mean, I, I assume... Most people are from New York because she's not playing in New York anywhere. Yeah. I mean, maybe Buffalo. Who knows? No, I don't. Is she well, playing in Buffalo? Well, that's what I'm I saying. I don't know. Yeah, that is that is funny. I'm trying to think of oh, whatever. I mean, I guess she's in New Jersey, so you're gonna say New Jersey, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was it was great. And then I also watched Barbie for a second time today. I went with a friend. Uh, which was really nice, like honestly. Like a real professional podcaster seeing a film for a second time to... But I didn't even do it for that reason. <laughs> I know. You wanted to see it with her. Yeah, well, I just really wanted to see it with my friend. And yeah, we had a really good time. And I mean, seeing it a second time. Also, it was, I would say, 11.45 on a Tuesday. Probably not the most hyped crowd Not ever. the same atmosphere as <laughs> no. a Friday night debut. Definitely not the same atmosphere. So. How much pink? It was actually a good amount of wow. pain. Wow, so even on a Tuesday, Tuesday Monday? What Tuesday. Day even on a Tuesday at noon, people are still at least popping their pink on. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, and I wore black, as usual, as yeah. you do. So yeah, I'm excited for my month. But speaking of my month, how'd your month go? How'd the month of Zach go? Oh yeah, Marital Bliss. Over. The month of Zach has concluded to great success. Yeah? I did it. The last four days were exhausting because well, I left too much. It seemed like the whole thing much. was exhausting. I left too much to the beginning. You know, I learned a lot. It was fun. It was fun, even though it was frustrating at times. If you want, if you go to TikTok, check out the TikTok. 
or Instagram if you want to be lame, but check out that TikTok. Uh, if you watch like the first handful and then compare it to like the last few I just did, they're so different. Like I learned and added so much in just a month. Yeah. So even if, you know, even if this is just a jumping off point and now we can do things with like more recent movies that more people will care about as opposed to like the untouchables from 1987 that nobody on TikTok or Instagram cares about. But like, I'm glad I've learned it, even if it was kind of tiring to do 38 movies. Yeah. What was your favorite one you watched? Oh, I think I have a top list. So Kogonada's Columbus. Okay. Which is unsurprising after how much I loved after Yang. Um, Bones and All shook me. So good. It was just like, it was like Luca Guadagnino made a movie for Zach. Wow. And it was so great. My only regret is that I was like pretty sleepy and had watched like 12 movies in that weekend. Mm. So like, I still loved it. And the end, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. But like the little parts of the middle, I was like, I was draining a little bit. Um, And what else? What about RV? No, RV was... (laughs) Definitely bottom tier. Coherence. I watched that one with you. Yeah. Coherence is on the list. Really interesting. Yeah. And I'm excited for his next thing, which I talked about on the on the episode of of the month of Zach. He hasn't done anything. The director and writer mm-hmm. like normally that low budget of like an introductory movie. You'd be like, oh, give this guy a little more money. Yeah. And let's see what he does. And he's done nothing mm-hmm. since then. And that was like 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Except he premiered an apparently Twilight Zone, Black Mirror-esque yeah. anthology series at South by Southwest. Recently, this year. This year. Oh, so wow. So it's like coming out. Do you know where it's going to be no, streaming? There was no, there was no news of where ah. it was picked up. But I'm, he's, he got a few stars in it, like Patton Oswalt's in it. So like I imagine it'll be somewhere. Um, and then the older, because uh, shocker, I liked a lot more of the modern movies. Um, the oldest one that I liked was actually The Crying Game from 1992. What about Ghost? A classic. Uh, Ghost was better than I yeah. thought it was going to be. Okay. And also so much different than I thought it was going to be. Okay. I thought it was a cheesy romance and it is literally a murder revenge story. Yeah. Yeah. It was really weird and kind of funny with Whoopi Goldberg. Mm. Fun. We had fun. I finished it. If you haven't watched, watch every single one. 38, 37 episodes on TikTok. Watch them on Instagram. Comment, like, do Way it all. Way too much work, we're gonna keep. We're going to keep going with some something in that vein. Going to figure it out. And we got a little industry talk this week. The big news we have to talk about. So last episode, we obviously talked about Barbie and Oppenheimer. The Barbenheimer phenomenon was bigger than anybody could have ever imagined. Yes. Huge box office. Massive box office. I think I gave the numbers last week when we first recorded on a Tuesday. As of right now, Barbie is at $780 million worldwide. Barbie is going to be a billion dollar movie. Is it going to be the biggest movie of the year? So do you think it's going to surpass Super Mario, which is previously the biggest movie of the year? One point, currently. $1.3 billion worldwide Super Mario. So Barbie would have to almost I double. I like you're taking my credit. I said 1.3 <laughs> and you're trying to act like you knew that. I had to look it up. <laughs> the 
magic, you questioned the magic my, of editing. You questioned me. I didn't question you. Did anybody hear me question you? No, I don't <laughs> think so. We looked at Craig, up. leave it in. <laughs> leave it in. I will not. I will be cutting that out. Oh, I mean, he will be cutting it out. The thing with Super Mario is it had the parents bringing their kids plus teens plus people our age. And like, I think the parents bringing their kids thing extends the life of, of movies. For I agree. A, a lot I longer. agree. It's like people might not have had time with their 10 year olds, eight year olds, whatever, to bring them to the movies. The first two weekends, Super Mario was out. So they went the third or fourth weekend. So I'd like a really long life to get that far. Barbie is not dropping off much, which is incredible. Yeah, People and this are has still been going. two weeks, and it's gotten that much. There'll be a third weekend coming up. So I think it's going to cross a billion by the third weekend. If it can then get to 1.4, maybe. That would be crazy. I know. It I might, know. though. I it's got legs. It People are going to yeah. see it twice. Like, ti- I like saw the, it Titanic, twice. the Titanic effect, I think, yeah. a lot. Also. Like or even like Top Gun times. last year. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's amazing. I'm so happy for her. The fact that it's a woman. Um, and you were saying to me off mic that like we really need to give props to Margot Robbie a bit more. Right. Yeah. So last week when we were talking about the, the movie and I think in like all of my videos and all the reviews we did, I always just kept calling it Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Yeah. Which like in theory, the vision was her and Noah Baumbach and like she they wrote made it. it happen. Yeah. She, she directed it and like envisioned it. But this movie doesn't happen. Without Margot Robbie. Yeah. So like the Barbie license has been floating around mm-hmm. Hollywood for years and years and years. Eventually Margot got it and she made this movie. She picked Greta Gerwig. She allowed Greta to, after writing it, direct it. Like it started with Margot. Yeah. So it was Margot's decision. Su- super her props to her. And her husband owned a production company. Um, I forget what the name of it is, but like it's, yeah, she's producing yeah. it. Like she is like. She's a. Hollywood powerhouse. She really is. Yeah. I feel like people don't give her enough credit. I mean, she's such a good actress, but she's, she's like, so she does it all. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. And not to be diminished, Oppenheimer, a three hour biopic about a bunch of lame scientists, <laughs> made four, has made $400 million. What? Which will be, which is currently Christopher Nolan's number six movie. Oh. And Dunkirk is currently sitting at number five for him at 5.3-ish, 530-ish mm-hmm. million. So Oppenheimer is definitely going to be that to be I'm number five. I'm surprised because I like Dunkirk a lot. Yeah, me too. But it didn't, it just didn't have the, yeah. the uh, marketing. It didn't or have like, Barbie. It didn't have the Barbenheimer yeah. effect. And yeah, I liked, I love Dunkirk. Potentially number one Nolan. If we ever do a rewatch. Maybe we'll do a ranking and see where it all falls. I but know. then number four is Interstellar at uh, seven hundred fifteen huh. million. Okay. And then obviously the the Batman movies are over a billion, and um, Inception is like yeah. eight hundred something. But Oppenheimer will be at least his number five highest grossing movie. Pretty damn good. And I mean, a, like he doesn't fail. He really, doesn't fail. even he if you yet. don't like it, people always go to see his movies. Yeah, like it's just it's something you always experience and people talk about. So. Yeah, and he seems to be switching between the historical drama, dramas, even, even though Dunkirk was still quite a spectacle. Yeah. Uh, and then like his, the, the sci-fi stuff that has made him potentially more famous or less popular for some people. Some people don't 
like how wild it gets. Tenant is questionable to a lot of people. Yeah, I still feel like I don't understand it, but it was still Yeah, cool. we only watched it once, so we got to watch it again. I know. Um, So we'll see what he does next if he goes back to like one of his wacky ones like Inception. I mean, or he's got Inception a whole nother idea. Amazing, yeah. Maybe he'll do Polly Pocket. Oh, God. Should we talk about it? Yeah. Because of the success of Barbie, the news of the Mattel cinematic universe has gotten a lot more press. And at first, I thought this was kind of just conjecture, like Mattel was just putting out a list of like, these are all the things that we're going to put out and you're going to love them all. It turns out a lot of these were A, announced long before the success of Barbie and are like well into pre-production. Yeah. Yeah, so the first one, which I think got a lot more press this week, was Polly Pocket. Um, I want to say at least directed by Lena Dunham, starring Lily Collins. Yeah, so I think that is the that is the big one that I think no doubt will happen. Which I think is kind of crazy. Like Lena Dunham, writer and director. Oh, she's writing it. Okay, I wasn't sure if she was writing and, it. And um, this, <laughs> so I don't think Lena Dunham gets enough credit. I know you love her. You really I do. I really thought Girls was one of the best shows of its generation. I think she is brilliant. I think she, her and Greta Gerwig are similar. Also, didn't she have a whole series on tiny houses? And that's what Polly Pocket is. She's meant to be a tiny yeah, person. Tiny person. So maybe that's like kind of lends to her oeuvre. I mean, like downsizing, but yeah. for, for ladies. Uh, but I think she just has a really unique voice that, like, for some reason, she was just too loud about it, I think. I used I was calling her like brilliant and a genius, and she's kind of fallen out of favor. Like well, I she, think she just took a put, step back. She put a movie yeah. out last year, yeah, yeah, Sharp Stick, and like I don't, I I didn't see it. I want to see it. I know you didn't care about it. I feel like it got nothing. Yeah. So hopefully this will launch now. her back into the zeitgeist. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's I think it's going to be tough to beat Barbie. True. Like now Barbie it's so was much just more pressure. so unbelievable and. To put this out next, it's kind of also. Well, it's not going to be for years. Well, whatever. But like Barbie, I think is kind of multi generational. Um, Greta Gerwig, Margot Robbie, they're I would consider them millennial voices. Um, I mean, Lena Dunham is to an extent for sure, but Polly Pocket itself is Polly Pocket is so niche. Is so niche, and it's like not really for my generation like i remember the commercials and stuff but i never had one i don't know anyone who did like i think it skews younger yeah um so yeah i'm interested to see what they do it, it has to be funny so anyway we got and then uh, in addition to that and we'll see how many of these actually happen there's an uno movie that is apparently an action heist about the cards and little Yachty is circling the lead role, which makes me think this isn't going to happen. Or it's going to be like released on Hulu, like White Man Can't Jump. Uh, there's a Barney movie, but apparently Daniel Kaluuya is behind this one. So I think that one might happen. Oh, God. I don't understand. A dark mind Sur bending. Yeah, surrealistic, <laughs> yeah. surreal movie. They already did that with uh, Robin Williams and, and Edward Norton or just Edward Norton. Um. Somebody Google what movie that is and put it in the comments. Snooty, Snook, 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 Snooky, Snook. Oh my God. Snoochie, Scoochie, Smoochie, yeah. Smoochie, Smoochie. Smoochie. <laughs> Death to Smoochie, right? So that, that was that. Dado Kaluuya could just re-release that and it'll make way more money. 
Major Matt Mason. I never even heard of that. Magic Eight Ball is apparently in the works, which would be a horror comedy by the Cocaine Bear screenwriter. Who knows about that? Masters of the Universe, I can also definitely see actually happening. There's already like plenty of cartoons to so just turn the cartoon into a movie. Sounds like, yeah, that's just going to happen. Hot Wheels. J.J. Abrams is behind this one. Oh, Jesus. That can definitely happen. I mean, it would just be another, like Gran Turismo is coming out soon. Mm. Just be a racing movie with Hot Wheels behind it. And somehow they'll work in something weird with the toys. Thomas, a tank engine. Who knows about that? Rock'em Sock'em Robots, which apparently has Vin Diesel involved. Oh, Jesus. There's just so many. American Girl. That feels too similar. I mean, I feel like half of these won't get made or they'll just go straight to Netflix or something like. Yeah, but I can see three or four of these actually coming out in the next, let's say, four years. Yeah. And that's a little terrifying. And finally, we hinted at it. We said it's probably going to happen. The Emmys have officially been postponed. They were supposed to be September 18th. Mm -hmm. They are not going to be that date and they haven't announced when they are actually going to be. People are talking January, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, that's what I said. I said January. Yeah, there is. there has been no news and seemingly no step forward in talks that at least we've heard over that have circulated publicly. Uh, I think that will absolutely continue through August. Everyone will just kind of do August vacation. I don't like know. Europe. I think the studios are trying to get back to talking and negotiating, um, but we'll see. Yeah, there's a, the the news has been all of the um, the strike exceptions. Like the, there's been all this talk about the actors being okay if it's like an A twenty four, like indie movies for yeah. for Venice or some of the film festivals that are smaller movies. Because really, the battle is with like Warner Brothers and and well, A twenty four is not a part of what's it called, like the APL right. or whatever the AMPTP. Yeah, that's it. So they're gonna agree to whatever the studios agree, but like. For them, it's probably it's good, I think, for the actors for A24 to continue making movies because then it pushes pressure on the Warner Brothers and Netflixes and whoever, Apple, whatever, because they're like, oh, well, they're continuing. They're making money. They're whatever. So. Yeah, it does seem odd. Then there are obviously some actors that are like, no, don't do that either. You know, it's like yeah. almost like crossing the picket line, even though it's like allowed. Uh, but it, it it's strange. Because uh, the big news is that Zendaya's new movie with Luca Guanino of Bones and All, mm-hmm. uh, Challengers, right, is officially also postponed. Yeah. Because they just will not release it without Zendaya being able to promote it. Yeah. Which makes sense. But then, like, doesn't that just show them the power that they need? Yeah. And whatever. I guess it's all just and, it's um, all just bluster. Well, Venice is happening at the end of Venice Film Festival is happening at the end of August. And the rumor is Bradley Cooper will not be there to promote it, even though he is starring and directed it. So he could. For Maestro. For Maestro. I'm sorry. What did I say? He didn't say anything. Oh, for Maestro. <laughs> um, so he's not. He's So he could go as could, a director. As a director, but then not talk about the writing process or being in it at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so he's just not going to go. Yeah. I actually just watched the Bear Grylls episode with him and they showed uh, some snippets from it because mm-hmm. it was probably recorded a while ago. Uh, he looks crazy. He's like full makeup, looks totally different. I mean, you can huh. still tell it's Bradley Cooper, but he looks like an older man with short hair, and it looks interesting. We'll see if it's actually well, he's playing good. a real person. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll see what comes of it. Uh, maybe next week we'll have more news. 
Let's get to the excitometer, what everyone came here for. This is my favorite episodes to do because there's just anticipation is the best. Like you can only be excited for something. Yes. And obvious, and also nobody gets spoiled. So you, you could just listen to it. Everybody can listen to it. <laughs> yes. Today we are talking all the movies that are coming out in August that we are excited to see. So for anybody that hasn't listened or watched us do one of these excitometer episodes before, I make a list of everything coming out. Irma has no idea what I'm going to say. So her reactions are genuine. So yes. some surprises, some fun, some laughs. Sometimes she forgets things. It's true. It's true. So let's get started. Is there even that many? To be fair, August, uh, a little lighter. We <laughs> kind of missed. We we just got through the biggest month. In uh-huh. One of the biggest months in movie history, honestly, as we talked about. True. Barbie and Oppenheimer came out. Mission Impossible came out stupidly the week before. Yeah. And fell off a cliff. We had a massive month. Mm -hmm. And now August, we get to relax a little, catch up on things, and then see some night. There's actually, there's some good stuff. Okay. Well, what what do we got? So this first weekend is kind of the fun one. The one I'm looking forward to the most. We're starting off with the the movie I'm looking forward to the most on August 2nd. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is coming out. We already have tickets. We already have tickets. We're seeing it tomorrow. I know. It's going to be sold out. We got to get our tickets. Our beloved AMC did a early access. That's wall to wall full. I missed it. So we could have seen it tonight, but whatever. I'm a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. You're wearing green. I'm wearing green. You're ready. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Turtle power from a wee lad. My my best friend growing up that lived next door had all the figurines. So we used to play with them in his basement all the time. The original trilogy of live action movies or some of my favorite movies, the first one specifically, I probably watched it a hundred times. I used to own the DVD box set of it. Is this like when they were like the live action yeah, like people? Yeah, like okay. people in costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was funny. It was cool. It was action packed. Uh, since then, there have been attempts to reboot with like Michael Bay full CGI and then there were some that were there's cartoons again like full animation ones Uh so now we're going back to just full animation in the vein of the Spider-Verse movies kind of kind of like the vibe is definitely not your normal animation it is like a comic booky yeah doesn't look like what Spider-Man the Spider-Verse is but similar in in vibe and like aesthetic or what they're going for and uh, I'm excited for it the previews look good. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are behind it. Yeah. So it's going to be good. There's a lot of stars and they used the voices of actual teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. they sound relatively young as yeah. opposed to like men with deep voices. So my excitometer score for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Why eight and a half? Nine. <laughs> I thought this is like your most excited thing that you're excited for this month. Sure, this month, but I'm trying to even be relative to other to other months. Okay. Because it it could be I want it I want it to be surprisingly good. Okay. How about you? I'm gonna say eight. Like I'm excited for this. I don't really have much history with them. I've definitely seen the live action ones, but yeah. Looks funny. We're going to see it. We already have tickets. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is opening two days early for some reason, kind of like what Mission Impossible did. But then the normal weekend release, August 4th, The Meg 2. Oh, geez. I've seen previews for this. 
starring Jason Statham yeah. comes out. They made a pretty over-the-top action movie, The Meg, several years ago. I don't think they ever expected it to be as popular as it was. It kind of went into that like meme thing of like, this is so crazy. Isn't it fun? And now it looks like with the Meg two, they're not even like trying to make a coherent movie. And it's like all mayhem. At least that's what the trailer looks like. Yeah. Like they just ratcheted it up to 12. Why and is Jason Statham doing this? Cause he's the best. That's what he does. He did crank and then crank two. Yeah. And I guess. like he, then, um, Whatever, get that money. Yeah. He did another movie that was like about a, a heist and then they, a driver and then they made a second one that was even crazier. I forget what those were called. That's what he does. He makes great action movies and then he makes crazier sequels. Yeah. But uh, it looks fun. I doubt we'll see it in theaters. No. But maybe I'll <laughs> go. Uh, maybe the boy. Maybe we'll get the boys together. Go oh, see have the Meg fun. 2. So my excitometer for the Meg 2 is a six. Okay. I would say mine's a four. I don't care at all. Yeah. I didn't even know about the first one, to be honest. Uh, This one, I just saw previews for recently. I don't think you you watched it with me. I I watched it. Okay. I know I didn't watch it. Like, I don't even remember there being a first one. A giant shark. No, I don't remember this at all. When people kept talking about, oh, Meg 2 is coming out. I thought they were talking about the the dancing girl one. Yeah. I thought they were talking about the dancing girl one. And I was like confused. Because that had already, that, the first one had just come out. I'm like, how are they already making a second one? That would have been amazing. Well, it was confusing. So I, yeah, I'm sorry to Jason Satham and the giant shark, but I do not care. <laughs> you don't or, care about jet skiing, jet skiing away from a giant shark? No. It looks insane. No. And on the same day, August 4th, another nice in- indie film. It looks like a coming of age tale. If you've been watching The Month of Zach, you know I love a coming-of-age tale, a self-discovery mm. tale. This is Randall Park's directorial debut, oh. Shortcomings, the movie we've seen a trailer for. Yeah. It was in Sundance. It looks very pleasant. It looks like it could be quite funny, quirky. Is this with um the girl from Joyride? Yes. Sherry Cola from Joyride, Justin Min, who you might recognize as Ben from the Umbrella Academy, but he was also mm. Yang and after Yang, the Kogonata oh. film that we loved. Yeah, he was the robot. He was the robot. Sorry, spoiler alert, even though I don't think that's a spoiler, you find out quite early on. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, see after Yang. Yeah. Great film. So I yeah. thought I think this looks quite pleasant. I'm gonna go just because I'm not as excited for it, but I still think it will be very good. I'm going in eight. Wow, okay. I'm also going to go in eight. Um, I just love these types of movies. Yeah, it looked fun when we saw it in previews. I will definitely see this in Randall Park. I mean, he's funny. So I imagine this is going to be a funny movie. Yeah, I assume it'll be a funny movie. We'll see. We're just giving him the benefit of the doubt that he can transition to directing. But sure, why not? why not? I don't know. The following week, August 11th, the last voyage of the Demeter. What the fuck did you just say? You've seen it. The trailer, it is the Dracula on a boat movie. <laughs> so Dracula. Yes. They're traveling from Transylvania to London, I believe. And uh, it's a ship and Dracula is on it. Okay. And he's attacking, but it's not like Dracula in the Bram Stoker sense. Yeah. They kind of, lo- they made him look like very bat-like. So he's like a monster. Okay. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Now I'm. it's coming to me. It's coming to you. <laughs> yeah. So this looks like. 
Um, a movie you definitely won't see. No. Do you like Dracula as a horror? Uh, buff. Okay. Horror buff is the way you're looking no, for. No, I was going to say as like a uh, horror trope. Oh, well, I really, I do like vampires. It's kind, he's kind of like Superman. Like people really like comic books and comic yeah. book movies. But maybe, including me, not thrilled with Superman. Mm-hmm. Just like that story has never done it for me. Okay. Uh, Dracula, I guess, is similar. It's like the original, the big boy. Uh, but the like big boy. <laughs> most of the stuff that involves him. I never read the book, though. So, oh. yeah. I, sorry. You should read it. Maybe I should. Like it. I might like it. I mean, you read Dorian Gray. I did. That, that was sound- fine. Yeah. That's different, though. Well. Um. So, yeah, this movie, I'll probably wait till it comes out on video. Well, on streaming somewhere. Okay. So, what's your score? I'll do a six. Okay. I'll say a three. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll watch it with you when it comes out. Maybe I won't. Yeah, or maybe it'll get, like, good reviews that it's fun. Or scary. If people say it's, like, legitimately scary, which most of these monster movies don't tend to be, we'll see. Yeah. Next, on the same day, August 11th, if you've been to the movies at all within the last two months you've seen this trailer and you are definitely sick of it gran turismo comes oh out oh god yeah august 11th it is based on a true story apparently so wait is gran turismo how you say it yeah i always thought it was like gran torino no gran torino was that movie that was a different movie oh <laughs> Because I always thought like, oh, it's Orlando Bloom. He's just saying it funny because he talks funny. (laughs) (laughs) Gran Torino is a Clint Eastwood movie. (laughs) Ah, so that's not this. No, it's not this. okay, okay, okay. Gran Turismo is a Sony PlayStation racing video game. Okay. It's like their flagship video. Have uh, you ever played it? Their flagship racing game. Uh, No, I'm an Xbox guy, so I'm a Forza person, Mm. but I'm also not a racing game person. So either one I, I don't play. And this is apparently a true story that they had some sort of tournament with players of the video game to then become actual racers for something. And so they're recreating that as a way more dramatized movie. I don't really understand because he's not in like when he wins this competition, he's not racing F1. It's not NASCAR. So like, what is it? Because to my understanding, the Forza and the Gran Turismo is based on nothing. Like, because there's never a race where some souped-up Honda CRV is racing against a Porsche, which is racing against a Lamborghini. Like, that's just not how racing works in any organized fashion. So I, mean, I don't know. it must know. be real. There must be some sort of race. There must have been some sort of circuit that he joined, but who knows. But uh, it looks fine. It looks like one of your very generic, like, yeah, we did it. We came from nothing, and now we're here. And it's- Well, I have to say the song, it's like that Puff Daddy, yeah. P. Diddy, whatever you want to call him song like what is it you can hate me you now. can hate me now it's such a good song so like that's the only reason why like in my head oh it's good yeah these, but like i'm never gonna see this these trailers recently have just been taking rap songs but only playing like four seconds of them yeah over and over and over and over like uh-huh. they say you can hate me now like 20 different times i know in that but the song is trailer. so good uh it looks fine i can't imagine it's gonna be anything special yeah it'll be on netflix soon probably yeah and we'll see it then so i'm Maybe. gonna give this one a four yeah i'm gonna give it a three though i do like uh what's his name harbor yeah david harbor yeah and orlando like bloom eh. you don't like orlando bloom 
He's gotten old. Oh, poor. He's gotten old. <laughs> On the same day, August 11th. A lot comes out August 11th. Yeah. This one actually had me intrigued. This is one that I've never seen a trailer for. Didn't know it existed until I was doing research for this. It is called The Pod Generation. And it looks like it is in the vein of these kind of new age, more indie, intimate sci-fi movies that we've been talking about and loving, okay. like Swan Song. Oh, I did love Swan Song. And After Yang, which we discussed, mm. and um, uh, Ex Machina, you know, like kind of this dark, although this one looks not as, Ex Machina is pretty dark. And this is a sci-fi rom-com with Amelia Clark what? and Chiwetel Ejiofor. What? Yeah. Okay. So this sounds like everything that I love about movies. Why'd you say the rest of August was like... Well, because this isn't like a... It's not a big thing like Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah, and this can be in theaters? Apparently, yeah. But it's like an indie flick. So who knows? Yeah. We'll see it at Kips Bay. Okay. I didn't even watch a trailer for it because, as you know, I don't like to really watch trailers when I'm actually excited for something. And I just don't want to know the story at all. So I barely tried to read about it. I just know it's a sci-fi rom-com, something with a with the pregnancy and the relationship. Uh, probably a little bit, okay. but then maybe it gets a little deep. Who knows? We love both those actors. I'm gonna give this one an eight and a half. Also, okay. You know who would be good to play Polly Pocket? Amelia Clark. She would. She's so tiny. Well, Lily Collins also seems like the perfect Polly Pocket. True. She's so smooth. <laughs> No comment. She is. Her skin. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'll give this a seven. I had no idea yeah. about it. I mean, it could be really good, but maybe they're not promoting it. So maybe it's not great. Well, no, I feel like it's over 10 days. Like maybe you'll see a few things. I'm just saying. True. There hasn't been any trailers. Like Shortcomings is an equally small movie. Yeah. And I've seen a ton of trailers yeah. for that. So. so we'll see. I bet it's good though. Then the following week, a fun one, another fun one. That I didn't know existed, and I'm surprised you don't know it existed, or maybe you do, and you're going to surprise us. August 16th, Miguel Wants to Fight is coming straight to Hulu, and it is written by your boys, Jason Concepcion and Shea Serrano. What? No, I, has I didn't he not this. talked about this happening? You well, listen no, to his podcast. No, he can't talk about things anymore. Oh, He's he on strike. He can't talk about his own damn movie. Yeah. So on the podcast, will they even discuss the movie? So they have discussed the TV show that they've written just because it was out already, yeah. but they discussed it obviously before the writer's strike. Well, Shay, was Jason involved in, in that, in that yeah. show? Yeah, yeah, he was a writer on it. Okay. Interesting. So it is about a coming-of-age comedy about a 17-year-old who enlists his friends because he wants to get into a fight before he moves to a new city. Okay. So it's like a, I guess of like a kind of a play on your, your classic have sex before yeah, college thing, I except with like that. being a man and being fight, getting yeah. in a fight before moving and becoming a stranger to everybody. Yeah. The opposite of Barbie. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, and it's going to be right there on our television yeah. on Hulu. It's, it's the boys we love. Irma listens to Jason Concepcion every week. I do. Twice a week. Twice a week. Twice a week. But don't don't listen to his podcast. Listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I so can find him funny. I'm going to go just to keep everything weighted. Keep track. I'm trying to. So right now, the highest I said was 8.5. I'm going to give this a seven. Okay. I'll also give this a seven. I do really love both of those people. 
Um, didn't even know this was coming out. I hope well, they can talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah, I hope that they can eventually. Um, and then I assume this is about a Hispanic kid. And I always yes. love that. I love a good Hispanic story. Um, and then I know I'm sure Blue Beetle's coming up soon in this. And I doubt we're going to give that a high score. So let me give this one. For this week. Yeah. This is the number seven. one. Uh, yeah, I, it should be good. I imagine I'll like it. I just, I'm trying to wait my excitos. True, true. On August 18th, once again, you've probably seen this trailer too many times and think, and the first time you saw it, you went, huh, that looks interesting. And the 10th time you saw it, you went, why are they doing this? Will Ferrell in Oh my God. Strays. Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx voicing Naughty Dogs. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Did anybody ask for this movie? I feel like the ooh, they're being raunchy thing is a little played out. Yeah. And like even the trailer when the dog is humping the 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 gnome, it's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I definitely chuckled, I want to say the first time yeah, I the saw the trailer. Time. But honestly, this looks so bad. Yeah. And we're in the midst of uh we talk about when actors are kind of coming back. We're in the midst of a, a fox assance. They cloned Tyrone. He was hilarious and they cloned Tyrone. Yeah. And now he's a uh, naughty dog. Oh, Jamie Foxx. I thought the you were, Fox <laughs> I thought you were talking about like Fox Five or oh, like like, uh, cut, like cut, a, understandable mix up. Yeah, like um, two X's in that Fox. Sure, sure. No, like FX. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, tr- Strays. Uh, three. Yeah, I'm gonna also say a three. No, thank you. I don't need to see this at all. And on the same day, August 18th. DC's Blue Beetle. Oh, there it is. There it is. We all knew there had to be one superhero movie. Yeah. Every single month. This month is Blue Beetle. What's funny is that it's basically DC's Spider-Man story. Though I think, uh, at least from the trailers, Blue Beetle has way more superpowers than Spider-Man. True. It seems like, yes, but like a similar story. Like a young kid. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a superhero now. Uh, also, funny thing, mostly very common in the DC to Marvel relationship. Blue Beetle was like way before Spider Man. Yeah. In the D- in actual comic books, classic Marvel kind of just rips off most of DC's characters, mm-hmm. and, and now in twenty the twenty twenties are much more popular. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're in full blown superhero fatigue. I know, especially it just kind DC. Of- like they just cannot get the timing right. And this is going to bomb, I think. I know. Well, August, I feel like nothing really is like you put something out in August when you don't really care. It's just like hard because this is like a Hispanic story. Like the kid is Hispanic. Um, And it's like for me, I want to support that. Like I want to see more representation, um, especially in the superhero genre. I just think that's amazing. But I don't care about this. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was going to try and say the silver lining and maybe... What will get people to see it is that it's not just a Hispanic story. Everybody involved in the movie is Hispanic. The writer, the director, all of the stars. I know. Which just kind of pisses me off that they're dumping this. It feels to me, you know, like. Or maybe they're putting in a month where there's literally nothing else to see. Yeah. Like it is the quietest month. Imagine they were like, no, let's go July. And it just got destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. By the big boys and girls. I don't know. Well, the only thing um, with DC is like. They've kind of made it all like, is it like uncanon the right 
right. term. Does Blue With Beetle Tim count Gunn, anymore? Exactly. Does Blue Beetle count? Like, is he going to be going forward in Tim Gunn's universe? Yeah. Well, I imagine like, if any of these work, they will fit. Like, if somehow Blue Beetle really works and like is a pretty big hit and yeah. people celebrate it and it, maybe it gets good reviews. Who knows? Mm-hmm. They're like not hyping it up like the flash. So maybe I don't even know. I don't understand their marketing anymore with Me the flash. Either. They said it was the best superhero movie since the dark Knight, yeah. And then it wasn't. And then, so the blue beetle, they've, I haven't heard anything. I know really, except for the trailer we've seen a few times, which and, doesn't look bad. No, like it I looks saw good. it today. It looks yeah. like Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. Yeah. So I'm going to say a six, like, I think it looks cute. I don't know if we'll go see it. I yeah, mean, maybe we'll certainly be on max. Yeah. Maybe if we have nothing to talk about that week, we'll go. Or it's raining. Yeah. I don't know. Or it's too hot. Oh, too hot. New York. Uh, yeah. But then I'll getting there will be so sweaty. Also. I'll go six. <laughs> and the final weekend in August, August 25th. Mm-hmm. I believe I talked about it briefly on a previous podcast because I saw poster your classic lady sex comedy called bottoms written by emma seligman who wrote and directed shiva baby yes and it stars the same star rachel sonnet and io edibiri do you know that they went to college together and they're like best friends io and rachel it's senate damn it i knew i said it wrong oh. rachel senate and io edibiri so they're there. That's fun yeah they're the same age yeah they literally went to college together. yeah and that like in the beginning, people were like, oh, my God, Rachel Sennett is going to be huge. And then all of a sudden, Io with the bear like has become so dominant. Like she's even in Ninja Turtles. Um, I feel like she's mm, in theater camp. Yeah, she's in everything now. Rocketing. So I think she. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But it's kind of nice that they're both like, I yeah, don't know. I think they're rising together. No, they are. She they was are. in the idol. I mean, it's not her fault that people didn't like the idol, but she was like a huge part of it. Yeah. And then, you know, Shiva baby buys buys bodies. I yeah. really like her. I know. I like her too. So yeah. I'm kind of excited like for this movie. It's produced by Elizabeth Banks. Okay. She's been, she's another one like Margot. Do we Ra- know what this is about? Um, yes, kind of. <laughs> I tried not to really look into it again, but it's a teen sex comedy and I'm pretty sure the two girls start a fight club, but it's like secretly veiled uh, because they want to hook up with other girls. It looks, yeah. I was going to say, is this like M- Miguel wants to fight or something? Yeah, the, the <laughs> female version of that. Yeah. But no, like at least from the poster, <laughs> it looks like that, that they're, they're actually stomping on the boys and they're hooking up with the, with the women. Oh, is this so, all before they have to go to college? Uh, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> probably. Gotta have sex before you go to college. Yeah, you don't want to go in. So another, like an indie film. I love all these indie films. Just getting their, getting their shine. A lot of these sound... Like fun, and yeah. then maybe they'll get a little emotional. Classic stuff, coming of age stuff. I love it. Yeah, we're gonna go just based on the pedigree. We're gonna go eight. On yeah, this I'm one. gonna also say an eight. Actually, I love them, and so yeah, I'm excited to support people. them. And hopefully, I mean, again with the whole actor writer strike, I mean, hopefully they can support this since yeah, it is an indie movie. Oh, true. Um, yeah, and we often talk about like filmmakers that are exciting. And their next thing and their next thing. This uh, Emma Seligman, Selig, Selig, Seligman, uh, isn't Shouldn't like. Shouldn't you know how to say that? Uh, yeah, it, it seems probably, like it's a, probably a Jewish name. It's probably name. a Jewish name, which is why I want to say Siegelman. 
but it is not. It, the L is before the I G. Oh. So that's why I'm that's why I'm slipping up. Maybe she's not Jewish though, but she yeah, has to be if she not. wrote Shiva Baby. She has to be. So yeah, we're excited to see how she follows that up. Yeah. And the last movie of the month. Oh, well, that wasn't it. Okay. No, one more, one more weird one on August 29th. Coming straight to your TV. The day straight after to my Netflix. birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday. Straight to Netflix. It is Adam Sandler's next movie in his monster Netflix deal. This one, speaking of Jewish people, two two in a row. It is called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. <laughs> Already. I love it. I know. And well, that's that's tampit because okay. A, Adam Sandler's Netflix movies have not been great. Most of them. I don't know. I think the first, was it the murder party? The murder mystery. Murder mystery. I thought that was fun. I don't think that was the first one he did. He's done. No, I know. But I'm saying oh, the, yeah. the, the first two one, murder. Yeah. The first one was good. The second one was not. Yeah, it was not. But uh, whatever. But this one. So the girls in it are Adam Sandler's actual daughters. I and his that. wife is also in it. That's amazing. So I don't know. <laughs> It's, you know, it's about, it's a high school drama thing where, you know, girl trying to have, girl having her bat mitzvah and people. Yeah. I mean, if, what's his name? Uh, Who also had his daughters always in his things. Uh, The Apatow. Yeah, the Apatow. And then then she became like a real life actress. I know. So whatever. Let Adam Sandler do that. I mean, maybe she's, maybe they're good. So I... Based on Adam Sandler's recent Netflix work, not anything. We love the Sandman. Yeah, people love him. We though. love the Sandman. A lot of people, like I think, younger than us, love yeah. Adam Sandler. What's making me think this maybe is quite is going to be quite good is it's based on a book. Okay, so like it had to be a popular book and kind of like in the vein of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yeah, yeah, which like, we I haven't like, seen yet. I know, but like the book wise, you know, it's yeah. probably one of those like really clever mm-hmm. young authors that wrote this, and then they're adapting it. So. Yeah. Could be good. I bet it'll be good. I like giving Adam Sandler the benefit oh, we, of the I doubt, mean, we to love honest. the Sandman. Just some of his movies are fine. Sure, but like I always do enjoy yeah. watching them, even if they're not good. Like True. there's always fun. funny moments and like, yeah, it's never something so deep that I'm always like, I feel like shit after watching them. Like I'm always, <laughs> right. I'm always happy to yeah. watch an Adam Sandler movie, even if they're bad. I don't care. So I'll give this a seven. A seven? I'll give it a seven too. You are so not invited to my bond mitzvah. You're not invited to mine. Yeah. We love Jewish stories. Come on. Yeah. Lovely. Representation matters. That's all the movies we have for August. We're uh, semi excited. Not the biggest month, but I bet, I bet a lot of these will be quite good and fun. Yeah, for sure. Today we are talking all of the television shows coming out in August that we are excited to see. And first... Oh, let's start. Let's start right off. Let's get it going. On August 2nd, the final season of Reservation Dogs comes oh. out. Oh. That is not the one you knew. No. Oh, oh I, mean, I know I the like... one you know. I know the one you know. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get I to that. I actually did know that, but I forgot. Yes. And I have to say, um, but the Emmy nominations, not to take it back there, it did not get any Emmy, nom- any Emmy love. It did not. Is there something is with of- the weird cutoff? Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of, I mean, there's no weird cutoff. It yeah, should have true. gotten. It should have been somewhere best yeah, it show been at somewhere. least. It's kind should of have dumb. Been somewhere. I love this show. I can't believe it's its final season. It's like the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Starlin Harjo about an indigenous uh, community in yeah. Oklahoma and their teenagers. Again, a coming of age know, tale. We true. love it. And Dealing with the death of their friends. Yes. And their trip to leave the reservation. 
go to California, which is how season two ends. Mm -hmm. So now we figure out, do they go back? Do they stay in LA? Yeah. Uh, we pick up with them. And then this is the end of the story. This is Damn. where they decided to I'm end bummed. it. It's and like it, well, it. it was like a choice. Yeah. So I you know like to hear that. Like you don't, you hate yeah. when things that you really like are canceled and have to rush that's a conclusion. True, that's true. Like Starlin Harjo and Taika Waititi, they, like this was the idea. They were like, I think this yeah. is, this is the thread. And this, is, that, the this the is the end of the story. I mean, I love when creators get to, finish the story that they started you know what i mean so yeah. like and this day and age three or four seasons is plenty that's true the british model for yeah, sure quick yeah uh i'm very excited for this i love this show i love all of the actors uh i like taika waititi a lot mm -hmm. scarlin harjo i mean yeah first two seasons were great so i'm giving this the benefit of the doubt what's your number 9.5. Wow. That is high. That <laughs> it's is high. high. It's, it's good. I'm going to go nine. Nine. Okay. Because yeah. you're that much lower than me. <laughs> yeah. but half a point. Half a point lower. Okay. And that's on Hulu. Yeah. Yes. FX on Hulu. And actually for the first time. So the first two seasons were actually. So FX has this weird deal with Hulu. They're like all of their stuff is on it. They still brand it as FX. But season one and two of Reservation Dogs was never on the actual channel of FX. No. It was only on FX on Hulu. Yeah. Season three will be on actual FX. Good. Along with Hulu. We've always just watched it on Hulu. I think probably, well, obviously most people did. Um, but yeah, just wider audience. If people want to see it, if they don't have Hulu, or they don't have a streaming service, they can just watch it on their, yeah. their normal if television. If they didn't cut the cord. Right. <laughs> Which is great. You know, spread it around. Yeah. Spread the love. On August 8th, sometimes I like to highlight some things that, like, often with shows, at least, that we're excited for, uh, it's a season two, a season three, or, like, IP we know. Mm -hmm. It's hard to know new shows until they're kind of, they kind of come out and get good reviews. So it's every once in a while, I'll try and find something that just sounds interesting. And on August 4th, coming to Amazon, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. I don't know what this is. It's based on an Australian book. Okay. Let me read you the description. Yes. Alice Hart finds her life changing dramatically when her parents die in a mysterious fire and she is sent to live with her grandmother on a flower farm. Oh. So I think it's like part mystery, part heartwarming thing about yeah. a, a person trying to find themselves self-discovery yeah uh yeah and it's based on a book and again when things are based on books i kind of start to give them the benefit of the doubt that like the story True. is there and people liked the story yeah and it was probably well written okay yeah um this kind of sounds like secret garden ish which sure. i love you know that Flowers. was so i bet it'll be beautiful yeah i bet it will be beautiful the only thing that gives me pause is like the Amazon of it all. I don't mm. think it should, but I just like Amazon is not like in my brain as like one of the places that I go to watch shows. Sure. Which but, I know is terrible. Yeah, but, but you know what? I, actually, so the Amazon of it all, it from the description, if you had to guess, mm -hmm. I think you would say either Apple or Netflix. Apple, it would be like, you know, Apple's just going straight down the line. Most things are pretty nice. Yeah. And then Netflix, I would actually think like, oh, this is just going to be kind of a bad version of uh -huh. this type of movie. The fact that it's on Amazon, I kind of have no preconceived notions of their brand. It's okay. just like maybe they just give people money and they say, make this show. Yeah. And maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be bad. 
But, you know, I actually like it better that it's on Amazon. No bias. That's true. It's just Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'll give this a six. Sure. Six sounds good. <laughs> you don't have to do the same as me. I know. I'm just like, meh. Yeah. August 6th, winning time. The Lakers <gasps> oh. show season two comes back. Did we need a second season of this? That's the real question. Do we need a, do we need a first season of this? I liked the first season. I mean, it, it was fine. This show got really good reviews. Mm-hmm. I saw a list recently that had like all of the HBO shows oh, ranked. Yeah. And Winning Time was in like the top 10. Which was weird. Over a lot of things. It was, I think that's crazy. I had to remind myself where we left off. 1980, the Lakers won the championship. Mm-hmm. Now we're next season or the next few seasons. I don't know. I'm like, I thought the show was fine. Yeah. I mean, it's HBO, so it was good. It wasn't bad, but like, I don't know. It, it was okay. Yeah. The more I think about it, looking back, I'm like, did we need to dramatize these characters? Like, did Jerry West need to be so dramatic? Like a movie would have been fine. Yeah. And also because we had or a like, documentary. Well, we had the documentary. Or That's the, the Michael thing. Jordan one. Yeah. And then Magic Johnson put out a documentary that we didn't watch that we didn't watch. Yeah. Um, the only thing that has me interested in this season is if they really explore how Magic and Bird really changed the NBA as a brand. So now we're getting in kind of like basketball nerd territory. But beyond just like the first thing was kind of just like your classic sports story about a team rising to a championship. I think the more interesting story is how the NBA in the 70s was like not really that popular. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't shown, but a lot of games you couldn't watch live or you had to watch on tape delay or you had to find them even in your local networks, local markets. And Bird and Magic and David Stern, the commissioner at the time, realize that they need to market like the Showtime Lakers and then Larry Bird on the East Coast. It really changed that we know now the NBA as like this monolith, this huge thing where stars like LeBron James and Steph Curry can come out of and be worldwide superstars. That didn't exist until right now in this, what they could do with that show. And I think that is much more interesting than just showing like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird playing basketball against each other. Isn't it Michael Jordan? Magic Johnson. What am I saying? You Magic could... Johnson. It's not Michael Jordan? No. <laughs> the Lakers? Yeah. No, Michael Jordan's not in it. You're thinking of Air? Almost and the po- documentary? I'm almost positive this was Michael Jordan that they were doing. What are you talking about? Season two? Yeah. Or just the whole show? The whole show. <laughs> I'm not oh, no. kidding. Oh, no. Can you Do we look need it to up? get you checked? I refuse to look up <laughs> that the the story about the Los Angeles Lakers is about Magic Johnson. Okay. And Larry Bird. And Michael Jordan wasn't even in the NBA yet. And he actually wasn't even in college yet. Yeah. Okay. But. What's your excitometer score for a show that you forgot so much about you completely forgot what famous basketball player it's about? Uh, I'll say five. Uh, I'm also, I'm at a six if they tell the story that I just told and not just the next Lakers championship. Then the next week, August 8th, mm-hmm. the third, another third season of a Hulu series 
Only Murders in the Building <gasps> Season 3 comes back. I'm excited for this. Okay. <laughs> is this Meryl Streep is in this one, right? Uh, Oh, yeah, I think so. I feel like, yeah, this They're has They're expanding. Gotten... Martin Short. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Martin Short. Selena Gomez. Our beloved Selena Gomez. Serving murders. Serving murders. Solving murders. Murder mystery. Uh, let me tell you one thing that I saw by accident. Uh-oh. You're going you're gonna to spoil it for all of no, us. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with the story. I've seen a review and a headline because mm-hmm. I guess I guess some people got to see the entire season already. Okay. Uh, the review, the number was fine, but it says that season three, they kind of forget about the murder mystery of it all, huh. which I guess is fine because like, do we need to solve a third, third murder? murder? Yeah, true, true. And like at this point, the characters are developed enough that we could base just a show on these lovely old men. Yeah. And uh, Selena Gomez, who's great. I mean, I love Martin Short. I yeah. find oh, him he's hilarious. He's um, and then all of them together, I think, is like a really great, unlikely trio. Um, even though Martin Short and Steve Martin, like, clearly are best friends. Um, but I love, like, the Selena Gomez dynamic. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch this. Oh, yeah. And I love the New York of it all. I know that True. that sounds so, like, cliche. But, like, when the, when anything is set in New York, I always tend to like it a little bit more. Even in a, even in a New York that we're so unfamiliar with. It's like Upper West Side, bougie-ass New York that we never do. I went um, to Upper West Side not too long ago, actually. True. But like to just like the vibe of living there is so different. Yeah, it is very different from our uh, Greenpoint yeah. apartment. And you know what? Even like, even if they don't do another murder, which is kind of fine. Like they've developed a story like the Martin Short and his son. Yeah, I almost and, wouldn't mind if, let's say, like a murder happens somewhere else. And that they like, like consulted. Yeah. Consulted, and like because Hannibal of the Lecter. podcast, they kind of like, okay. And then oh. they get involved that way. So it's yeah, not like true. So it's not, it's not them. Like them or like Selena Gomez has somehow involved again yeah, with, yeah. with the murder. That actually, that's a good idea. They should, we should be writers. I Look know, at us I coming know. up with ideas to make the shows better. Yeah. Always based on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, oh, what's your number? I'll say eight. Ooh, eight. I'm going seven. I'm tempering. Tempering. On the same day, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yes. Aaron Rodgers has arrived. Oh. Hard knocks with the Jets. So they are doing the Jets. They are I doing asked it. you. I know. A few yeah, weeks you ago, said you the, didn't want this. The rumors came out that they the Jets were in the running. And then like a few weeks later, it's official. And what makes it so weird is that they've gone so out of their way to tell everybody that they did not want HBO to be there. What do you mean? Like the Jets organization did not want to be on Hard Knocks. And they well, how, were basically forced to. How, I guess how the, were they forced to? I guess like the NFL has a contract with HBO or whatever, HBO Sports. That is so That like weird. they have to feature a team. And so even, so if all 32 teams say no, like the NFL has to force one of them to do it. And they put all the cameras in. I'm so like it could be really weird dynamic. They've already announced that they are not going to show the cutting, which is basically the climax uh, yeah. of most of it. Because Robert Sala, the coach, has said like it, it, like we shouldn't be exploiting. That's true. Like the worst day of these people's lives, yeah. which I do understand, even though it is the most compelling. It part is. Of the it show. is because you you really start to like like develop like yeah. not feelings but yeah. like relationships with these like players and you want the best for them and then you see their backstories 
their lives. Well, they'll like, still do that. They just won't show in no, the office. No, I know, and I know. Caught. So then, like, you get like heartbroken, and you're really rooting for them, even though maybe they fumbled in that preseason <laughs> game, and you're yeah. like, "Fuck that!" Really, you know, screwed you. And yeah, I do really love the show. So why are they still doing it if no one wants to participate anymore? To. I guess they have to. But like, how do they have to? No one has to do anything. Well, because again, how I mean, many seasons? They must is have it? a contract, like seventeen of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So why I don't is know. the NFL still allowing this? Uh, if no one wants know. to participate. Contract. <laughs> yeah. I guess, who knows? I guess money. I yeah. don't know. I guess it's it's a popular show. It's like a, it's a I big have friends show. who do not watch football watch the show. It's always a great show. Uh and now it's about my favorite team, which it was in twenty ten, I think, with Rex Ryan and the Jets. Uh coincidentally, they made the playoffs and Oh, won and you're wearing green for the Jets. Wearing green. For my beloved New York Jets, the Ninja Aaron Turtles Rogers, and the Jets. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has arrived. Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson. We're excited for this season. The Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, they're not. We have Maybe it on. They will. We have it on tape. We have it on Maybe tape. Maybe they will, and we'll see. On uh, August first, Zach said the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And are you going to draft Aaron Rodgers? In my fantasy yeah. team, no, I don't. I don't really do Jets I players. I know because I just want to be happy when they score, and I don't want it to be like, oh no, you should have given it to the running back, so I could have gotten more points. It's a whole thing. I'm weird. You're not that weird. Uh, I like to separate the the joy. Um, yeah, so the Jets are on hard knocks, nine and a half. <laughs> I just want to see Aaron Rodgers. In in the oh, that's true. The, I mean, this is only what green. like six episodes ever. It's yeah. really not that long. Yeah, I'll definitely say a nine. And I always also, do love the show, and it's the Jets, and mm. so like his happiness does affect me. Oh <laughs> so. yeah, Sundays Sundays go up and down. Yeah, and especially this year because my expectations are way too high. Yeah, they're way too high. Um, but also, what I love about Hard Knocks is it is always so the summer kind of falls apart with sports, although so the Mets have been terrible. And, uh, and like when hard knocks premieres, it is like football is starting. Yeah. And then we just get to look. I know. And I kind of like hate that it's always August. Cause you think it should be summer. It's still summer. I know. Well, this has always been like a thing. Like, so my birthday has always been in August. And I hate that it's the end of the summer. Yeah, but school means nothing anymore. I know, anymore. I know. But like, it still gives me that anxiety that like, oh shit, it's fall already. School's Absolutely back. nothing changes between August <laughs> and September, except it gets much more- I've been more out of school for how long so now? Long. It's so it weird. It gets much more bearable to be outside because right now- That's true. September is the best month, I think. October, September, the best. September. Then we've got a Netflix one coming out August 10th. I don't usually highlight Netflix shows because most of them stink. And then well, if Netflix they puts out so, so much many. stuff, it's hard to keep up. So I normally just wait until somebody says, oh, this is good. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll catch up and be like, oh, yeah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Painkillers, and it is produced and directed entirely by Peter Berg, who did Friday Night Lights, the Lone Survivor and Patriot Day. Uh, but let's highlight Friday Night Lights because that it was a great show and a great movie. And it is about the opioid epidemic in yeah. the U.S. with Matthew Broderick and Uzo Aduba. So this is a TV show? TV is it a show. documentary? No. Oh. Uh, dramatized. Okay. And apparently like the, the start of the opioid epidemic. So I don't know how similar it's going to be to, what was it? Um, oh, Dope Sick. Dope Sick with um, Michael. That's all I got. Michael. Um, Imperioli? No. Batman. Kane? Earlier Batman. 
Oh, oh, Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I we'll see. I tend to like stories, even though they're very sad about like the the drug epidemic that's ruined small America. Yeah, I in, don't in like stories about this. I mean, they're really sad. Yeah. But like it, they tend to be really com- compelling, unfortunately. Yeah. But I just and also I just like to see like, how did this happen? It's just odd and how it like ruins, yeah. ruins families I mean, we know and how ruins much this happens. Doctors wanted to make money. True. So they got incentives from the pharmaceutical right. companies to prescribe this drug. And then. So something tells me. So like, that's literally what Dope Sick is about. It's like the kind of like biting take on the, the pharmaceutical industry. I imagine that this is going to be more like the other side of it. Like the sad this is what happened to families. Like, yeah, Matthew you're not really selling me. I know. <laughs> it's certainly not going to be nice, but I'm just guessing. I, I'm just guessing. Yeah. Uh, so five. Oh, on the excited meter. Yeah. Yeah. We, so I thought you, you sounded more excited about it. Well, no, I just wanted to highlight it as something that's like maybe interesting, but again, I'm going to wait until somebody says, watch this. Okay. But, oh no, maybe we'll be early. We'll be early. We'll watch, we'll watch it when it comes out and say, and we'll be the ones saying, Hey, watch this. So uh, six. Oh. Yeah, up. Four and a half. Okay. Too sad. Too sad. Then we skip a whole week. No interesting shows the third week of August. Go see Blue Beetle, I guess. No, that'll be good. We can like catch up on things. Then the one you were hinting at, I imagine. Yes. August 23rd. Should I say it? You can say it. Ahsoka. Pew, pew, pew. I have no, what is it like? Built-in fandom. Exactly. So Irma is the biggest Star Wars fan that hasn't watched the cartoons, the Filoni cartoons. Not the biggest. I, I don't just know. enjoy. Like you, you are, you, it's because like you invest in the, in the fandom and you listen to people yeah. that do listen to it, uh, that do watch it. And you really love it. It's just like such a major investment to now go back to Rebels and Clone Wars. I know. I do think about it. Like, we did watch Bad Bid Bitch. Yeah. But like that is only okay. Nobody really, really talks about yeah, it. Yeah. Although it would be really interesting to see how they would interpret that into live action mm. if they ever brought them into the Mandalorian. Yeah, and it would be, be cool, cool that we have like yeah, prior like, oh, knowledge. We yeah. Know them. Rika. Yeah, Rika. Tick. Tick. Iko. So like, and also Ahsoka was really good when she was on the Mandalorian. Yeah. And we love Rosario Dawson. And we love Rosario Dawson. Like, I really love her. So, like, I, yeah, I'm excited for yeah. this. Honestly, I, maybe I shouldn't be. No, just you because the be. Mandalorian third season wasn't great. And that was, like, really disappointing. Yeah, it got there a little bit. Mm. It, it didn't. Uh. But I just. I <laughs> yeah, the have, recent Star Wars stuff has not been good. I mean, oh, Andor. Andor was really Sorry. good. Andor was really good. Um, um, the, Boba, the, the Mandalorian spinoff stuff. So, like, Boba Fett. Was really yeah, that bad. Was bad, and then even like Mando season three was like definitely not on the same level as Mando one and two. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I have higher hopes for this. So. Me too. I'm gonna let's say get, nine. Let's get Jedi's back into Star Wars, but make them weird looking, beautiful women with like with horny things that go <laughs> backwards things. on her. I don't know yeah. what are they. They're like dreads of know. skin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Like, we don't have that Clone Wars. Like, mm-hmm. people know exactly what's going to happen in this show. Yeah. And they're excited for it. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's going to happen. So, 
I'm excited for. Yeah. Although, isn't she? She's the the, the Padawan. Well, no, Anakin is her Padawan, right? Eventually. No, she was Anakin's Padawan. Right. So she was somehow involved in like when, when he when he murdered all those children. Yeah, she tried to like save all the kids. I oh think. yeah. So we're gonna get flashback to small Rosario Dawson, maybe. Uh, I hope not. Or she was older by then. I don't know. Zach. Anyway, we don't know, but we're like way too excited for it. I know. We, we, have to, we have like no prior Well, you're knowledge. not supposed to know. That's the thing about adaptations. Like, I don't like when I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. It's more fun to not know. Exactly. So I don't watch trailers. Yeah. I ah- say nine. Ahsoka, nine. I'm going to go eight. Yeah. And this is on Disney Plus if we haven't of said it. Of course it's on Disney Plus. Of course. Okay. Star Wars. Uh, and then to close it out, we have two. New shows that I thought maybe sounded interesting. The first, let me read it to you. It's called, it's coming to Netflix again. So I always say I don't do Netflix shows. Here's the second Netflix show. It's called Who is Aaron Carter? It is formally titled Palomino. The latest series from the production company behind The Crown. Mm. That's why I'm highlighting it. Irma loves The Crown. I do love The I Crown. I don't watch it. It has nothing to do with the royal family, but it's at least the same production company. I don't know what that means. Okay. So is it a British? On a British teacher Hmm. living as an expat in Spain whose life begins to unravel after being caught up in a violent supermarket robbery. Oh, geez. So it's another one of those, like, I think investigations like, who are you and why are you involved? And then the whole thing unravels. Like a top of the lake or like a, what was the other one? With like Olivia I think Coleman. the crowded room was similar to this that just came yeah, out on Apple. Yeah. Okay. With with Spider Man. Cool. Uh so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll be suspenseful. Yeah. Or maybe it'll be like fun British goofy. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out together. And then finally Wait, we didn't give an excitometer. Oh, excitometer. I'm like a three. <laughs> just, uh, I'll say five. Just don't know anything. The but... only reason I put it on this list is because it's tangentially related to the crown. Okay. Cool. Finally. Breaking news, course, 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 the show that I was about to say it was the last. I just looked it up and apparently it's been delayed till November. It's a Brit Marling uh, murder mystery. So very intriguing to old Zach. But we'll talk about that in November. So come back several months from now. Yeah. And we'll get back to it. And I'll tell Erba all about something she's never heard of. <laughs> well, clearly I've heard of it now. Yeah. So that's it. That is it for television. Yeah. What are you most excited for? Reservation Dogs, I think. More than Ahsoka. Yeah. I just hope that ends on a high and that it's recognized for how good it is. Because everyone's going to be talking about Ahsoka. That's true. That's true. It'll get all the headlines. I guess, I guess, I'm, no, I'm, I guess I'm with you. There's no, like, there's no showstopper this month on the mm-hmm. TV side. So Reservation Dogs gets to... Weasel its way into probably probably being the most buzzed about television show for the first three weeks at least, and then Ahsoka yeah. is going to come in and soak up all the juice. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. What are you most looking forward to? And there's certainly there's a million television shows. There's certainly ones that we did not highlight. It might be because we don't watch them. Uh, but if you love a TV show and you know it's coming out in August, comment below and we'll answer. We'll look at all the comments. Yeah. So from our living room to yours, what do you want to watch? 